from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Noel is not here today. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul, Mission Control Deck. And most importantly, you are you, and you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. I gotta say, Matt, I am very, very glad to be here in the booth with you. Uh, I hate missing an episode, but I, I look forward to hearing the ones... Uh, you know, that happened in my absence. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm like the audience at that point. Nobody here, including everyone listening, likes it when you're not here, Ben. I assure you that, sir. And Paul was out, too. And Mission Control was out, yes. Uh, Noel and I and Casey were just, like, floundering over here without you guys. <laughs> Super producer, Casey Pegram. Well, I, I wanted I wanted to check in to see, uh, you know, how everything went. How's How's your day? How's your week been? Week has been good. Uh, I'm researching a new thing that I'm going to be working on, and it is uh, even darker than anything we've covered on this show or anywhere else. And my psyche's taking a hit. But other than that, I, you know, great. 
Matt, this sounds like the sort of thing that we can't yet talk about on the airwaves. Is that correct? We can't. And honestly, I'm not sure if we ever should. All right. But we'll uh, we'll see what happens with it. Absolutely. And uh, let me know, as always, if you want a helping hand or just a dumb hand to hang out with you. Ben, you can have it. It is all (laughs) yours, buddy. (laughs) Just let me know. So uh, here's something that may interest you. Um, As you know, without going too far into the details on this, Paul and I recently returned from a strange potato chip related, uh, (laughs) related excursion. True story. And while we were there, we didn't manage to do much non-potato chip related stuff, but we were able to check out the Alamo. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the the Alamo, the site of the historic battle, which later became a rallying cry for Texans all around, uh, the Alamo – when I posted about it on social media, on Instagram or something, people started messaging me and saying, ask about the basement. I had forgotten that was a reference to Pee Wee Herman's big adventure, wherein he asked about the basement of the Alamo, but uh, it does pertain to our show. Yeah. Check this out because it turns out the Alamo uh, may indeed have a basement, a lot of structures that you wouldn't suspect do have subterranean components. They do have tunnels. And in today's episode, we're exploring this. The love of money may not be the root of all evil, but it certainly gives people the opportunity to do things we would not normally do. So join us today as we explore the strange story of a paranoid millionaire, the death of his ambitious young employee, a mysterious secret system of underground tunnels, and what makes Maryland call something a murder of the depraved heart. Oh, so uh, here are the facts, everybody. There's a man named Daniel Beckwit, B-E-C-K-W-I-T-T. Hopefully you've read it in the title. Uh, in many ways, this was uh, an intelligent young man. He was a few times throughout his life on the wrong side of the law prior to when all of the things we're discussing today went down. Uh, he went to school at the University of Ur- of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and he was, while there, arrested and charged with conducting a – some sort of hacking operation against his college. It was – it was alleged that he installed keyloggers or I believe this is the time that that occurred, um, <laughs> which is, you know, not so great hacking into your, your college's system like that. Mm. On the 18th of January 2013 – There were search warrants that were executed by the police department there in Urbana. Um, The campus PD and the FBI got involved in that occasion. And they they both went in together and this guy was accused of aggravated computer tampering. And it was the single largest hack in the school's history that Daniel Beckwit, you know, supposedly, allegedly at that point uh, had – had done. And over the course of this hack, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. this attack or operation that lasted for months, Beckwit, he rescheduled exams. He sent mass emails from university accounts and he also uh, defaced, I guess is a way to say it, a bunch of university websites, official stuff that then got trashed a bit. Mm-hmm. And he was arrested. He spent two days in jail. He posted $1,000 in bail and then he was released. And then fast forward six months later, Daniel Beckwith 
pled guilty in federal court to a charge of computer fraud. This was part of a plea deal. The U.S. attorney, uh, under the terms of this plea deal, gave uh, gave Beckwith a couple of passes. First, Beckwith could avoid federal charges and he would avoid, therefore, jail time in a federal prison. And the idea here was, at least as far as the prosecution and the judge were thinking, that it would have been, quote, a shame for such a talented young man to lose his life for youthful indiscretion, unquote. And this is a kind of double standard argument that we hear applied often. After spending two years at the University of Illinois, where he'd been a Phi Beta Sigma Honor Society member, Beckwith was expelled from school and he went back to his parents' home in Bethesda, Maryland, and he started his new life as a rogue day trader. So let's look at his rise as a crypto tycoon. Very quickly, he rode the Bitcoin bubble and he had already amassed a pretty hefty nest egg from investing in Bitcoin at the right time and then getting out at the right time. And he had taken that money and he hadn't done, you know, the stuff that we all dream about. He didn't buy a blimp or anything or a hot air balloon. Instead, he invested it and he used he grew the money through the stock trade. He also had a ton and a ton and a ton of free time because unlike most people in their mid to late 20s, he did not have to have a job. He did not have to pay bills. He did not have to, you know, scrape by in the increasingly hostile economic system that most Americans his age struggle within. At this point, it seemed like he was living out the American redemption story, right? He's, when, yeah, he's yeah. also living in his parents' home. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he doesn't even worry about a mortgage. Yeah. Well, yeah. And from everything I could read, and I could not find this anywhere, at least not stated exactly, that he wasn't living with his parents. He, I know he wasn't living with his parents. At least I'm fairly certain from everything I've read that he wasn't living with his parents. Um, but it was their home, like officially. It was their home. And it seemed like a redemption story. He'd gone from being a criminal to being a young millionaire with a world of possibilities stretching out before him. However, this was not to be a happily ever after story. You see, folks, in addition to being incredibly talented, people also described Daniel Beckwood as increasingly paranoid. And it was this paranoia, authorities argue, that ultimately led to murder. Find out how after this word from our sponsors. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop. 
Podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424 Two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Here's where it gets crazy. So let's introduce the second character in our story here, Askaya Kafra, a 21-year-old son of immigrants. He was a man who believed in the American dream, and he, he had a plan to fulfill that dream. He had a startup that was called Equity Shark. You can find it on – he still has a LinkedIn page that you can find Equity Shark on. It was described as, quote, the future of private securities trading in stealth mode. Um, sounds interesting to me. And he really believed that he could make a fortune inside the United States with this idea. But he needed to get some money to start it, as you do with a startup. Uh, so he found this person, Beckwith. And they cracked a deal together to have Beckwith put money in, essentially seed money into his uh, mm. idea and to create a company. They met online. Yes, uh, they did. For him. Right. So Beckwith said, I will fund your startup, this new startup, because he had a previous one. And, yeah. Uh, and in return, I want you to help me with a top secret project. Very, very much a secret project. This secret project was being constructed below the Beckwith home in Maryland. Daniel Beckwith, you see, in addition to being a very intelligent cryptocurrency analyst and a talented hacker, he was also given to um, escalating paranoid thoughts. And he was convinced that North Korea, the DPRK, was about to nuke the United States sooner rather than later. And although he lived in Bethesda on the east coast of the country, he felt compelled to be prepared for what he thought would be uh, an imminent and inevitable nuclear exchange that could lead to 
you know, a, a third world war, nuclear winter, all those terrible things you've heard about in previous episodes of Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And again, to slightly in Daniel Beckwith's defense, the way the media was portraying Ooh. our relationship with North Korea, the DPRK with um, kind of the tensions that existed for real, right. this fear isn't completely unfounded. So, well, well here's the problem. I'm just going to be completely honest here. The problem is that the way North Korea would deliver a nuclear weapon that could reach the U.S. Uh, would most likely be an ICBM, Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. There are a couple that they have. And they all kind of stink. The newest one is the Hwasong-14, which first got launched in 2017. That's that's the newest one. And it still is probably probably not going to be able to reach the eastern coast. The Taipodong-2, which existed before – I have a little bit in common with Beckway. I, I read up on this stuff as well. The, the point is that North Korea would have to use an alternative delivery system like a suitcase bomb or something of that nature. They don't have submarines that could launch them. They don't have missiles that could launch them. So it was an obsessive thought. And like anyone who's had an obsessive thought will know that these things are like earworms. But instead of songs, they are certitudes. And they grow and they expand and they thrive in your mind and they eat your thoughts alive, all your other thoughts. So he felt like this was inevitable. Uh, like the biblical Noah, he felt that he knew a disaster was coming and he must build something, an impenetrable bunker, some sort of ark to preserve himself and maybe his loved ones, maybe his dad. The bunker he was building also, in his opinion, needed to be constructed in absolute secrecy. His neighbors had no idea what was happening underground and he went to extreme lengths to keep it that way. Uh, we found the description of how he how he transported Kafra to this to this area in Bethesda. Uh, it, it, it reads like something out of an organized crime story or a noir detective film. Uh, Kafra, by the way, is the fourth person that he has hired to do this job. Yeah. So Kafra and his family lived in Silver Spring in Maryland. And Beckwith would rent a car, get a rental car, he would head on over to Silver Spring and pick up Kafra. Then Different he, rental car each time. Yes, exactly. You got to switch it up every time. Then drive to Manassas, Virginia, which is about a 90-minute trip. And um, again, in in the mind of Beckwith, Beckwith this is um, guaranteed secrecy. And this has to do with the way cell phone towers uh, pick up your signal depending right. on where you are. And then if you turn off your phone while you're over here in this one signal area – if someone's still looking for your phone or something, that's the last place you were. There's uh, there are all kinds of there's all kinds of stuff that went into this reasoning. Of, there's a there's a logic. Yeah. yeah, of driving that far away because then once they were there out in Manassas, uh, Beckwith would hand Kafra, who's you know generally sitting in the back seat, a pair of these things called blackout glasses, which, which is essentially like putting on a blindfold. Yeah, it's a it's a 
cleaner form of a blindfold. And also it's tougher to remove than a blindfold. Gotcha. Unless your hands are tied. So the weird thing is, after after he's put this blindfold on the guy, uh, he would drive them around the Delmarva area for another hour. So this is a two-hour and 30-minute trip total. He was doing this all because, as you said, Matt, he did not want someone to be able to track his cell phone and record its position or record what sort of information it was sending and receiving at the time. He also made doubly sure to attempt to protect his privacy by using spoofing systems that would reroute his data from his phone so that whenever it pinged a cell tower, the phone would report that he was in Virginia, even though at this point he was driving that other 90 minutes back to Maryland. Yeah, because Bethesda is not very far from Silver Spring where he went over to pick up Coffer in the first place. Right. It's about five miles away. This is all just a drive around, confuse Kafra, confuse the cell phone towers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just it's a lot of secrecy. And for some people, some of us listening, this could sound indicative of one man's slide into mental instability. But he was proud of these methods, and this was not a new thing for him. In 2016, the previous year, Beckwith presented a talk at ShmooCon which despite its hilarious name, yes, it's spelled the way you think, S-H-M-O-O-Con, Shmoo-Con. It's fun to say too, mm-hmm. Shmoo-Con. It's a, hack, it's a hacker-con. Shmoo-Con. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a hacker convention, you're right. The, he presented this talk called This Message Will Self-Destruct in 10 Seconds, Avoiding Bilateral Enucleation. And – it was his response to a hacking challenge. The challenge was this. Uh, basically, how can you destroy forensic evidence that's on a hard drive in 60 seconds or less and not destroy all the surrounding stuff? Okay. So you can't use a nuclear bomb. Nope. Not a right. fire or like a – not an uncontrolled fire, I guess. Right. Uh, his presentation included references to Pepe the Frog, the meme that is so closely associated with the alt-right nowadays, uh, and Oklahoma City bomber Tim McVeigh, Timothy McVeigh. And Beckwith used the image of the destroyed compact car from Oklahoma City to show the dangers of explosions, not the dangers that they pose to human life. Let's be very clear about that but rather that these explosions don't reliably vaporize forensic evidence. So in Beckwith's mind, McVeigh's uh, horrific acts of terrorism weren't the focus of his presentation. Instead, the fact that the guy was sloppy uh, was the was what he was harping on in the example. Yeah, the, that the method just doesn't work as well. And, and just to be fair to Beckwith, in that presentation, he had memes all over the place – and it was, I think, his attempt to be funny, uh, sure. I, I, I think. Sure. I mean, the world is full of people trying to be funny, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the worst part is almost everybody that you think of as an absolute monster throughout history probably thought they were a pretty funny guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. A pretty funny dude or person or whatever. So, Did we talk about what he was wearing when he presented? We did not. 
he's wearing like a full-on flame retardant suit, like right. chemical level flame retardant looks suit. It's like Breaking Bad when they go to the nice lab. Looks like, yes, looks like gold metallic materials. And you can't see his face because he's got a darkened shield essentially over his face, plastic shield. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool outfit. Yeah. I don't know say he's a cool person, but – but he – so does he answer the question? Yes, somewhat, but not not really. He answers a different question. He changes the question. He says that first off, you're keeping it on the wrong kind of media. You need a flash drive instead of a hard drive. Fla- a flash drive is smaller. It's easier to transport and it's much easier to destroy. And so he teaches people how to make uh, a thermite analog called thermate. This is the same chemical that some 9-11 conspiracy journalists believe was responsible for collapsing the Twin Towers. And Beckwith, again, remember, he is objectively a very intelligent person. He had invented his own recipe for this. He used five uh, legally available, easy-to-find chemicals uh, that you can locate at most hardware stores. That and he taught people how to make thermate, and he showed that you can, you can do like you said, Matt, a controlled burn. Yeah, and and it really is a, a pretty terrifying substance. Um, substances, both thermite and thermate, the version of it that he was making, because you could put it on the hood of a car. Um, set the stuff on fire or at least start a burn on this substance and then it will it will burn so hot that it goes right through the engine block on a vehicle. It's used in armor piercing for uh, military purposes mm-hmm. and as well as cutting through steel. Like as again, we mentioned, you'll hear um, cutting through steel beams. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a mixture of iron oxide Fe203 or rust and aluminum powder and when you ignite it, the powder reacts with the O3 part of the rust producing this very intense temperature. Uh, There are ways to create it that you can find online. That we don't recommend you search for. Well, I've, I've searched for him, but, you know, in the, in the course of preparing for a show. Right. And we have that excuse. You probably do not. So be careful. Uh, what is life if not to be lived? Just to be put on lists all over the place because you probably will be. Uh, Beckwith probably was to be honest. Uh, Even if there wasn't any particularly nefarious stuff to hide, we have to remember that he he had already committed federal level crimes and just barely got past it. And now he's teaching people how to make these sorts of substances at home. And – Back to the tunnel. He's conducting this massive subterranean operation in complete secrecy, which means no safety requirements. No one else knows about it. Maybe, maybe his parents, maybe. But we don't know. He sends Kafra, like he sent other kids, uh, into this tunnel system for days at a time. This kid is sleeping there. He's eating there. Yeah, there's there's what looks like a little cot set up down mm-hmm. there, kind of bed and an old, what looks like an LCD screen and an Xbox and Wi-Fi inside yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, But it is just... Like AC and a fan. But, but, it, but it, it's not like you're imagining. I promise you, it's not like you're imagining. It's not like a Pinterest tunnel home. No. Right. So he's stuck in there for days. These tunnels extend hundreds of feet below the ground. Like it drops 20, 
25 feet below the house, and then it stretches out, uh, traversing public roads, other people's property. You can see a map of the rough area, and there were at least three tunnels. There may have been more. But despite all the intricate planning in terms of secrecy, this project was not safe. He did not put really any any level of planning into safety, into infrastructure, uh, in, into planning for something to go wrong. The home also exhibited signs that could be arguably indicative of Beckwith's mental state. Uh, they exhibited signs of hoarding. There's piles of junk. All this crap blocking all these hallways, right? So you have to – if you've ever been into a home with someone who suffers from um, the phenomenon known as hoarding, then you know what we're talking about. The home transforms into this warren of tiny tunnels and and some rooms that you just can't enter because they're piled with stuff. And the smell. Mm -hmm. Oh, the smell. Yeah, there was a show about that that always used to creep me out, you know, the – uh, like dead cats are everywhere and they can't let go of anything. Don't throw away my newspaper from 1973. Almost every time it was human excrement though. That was the worst part. When you'd watch Ooh. the hosts every week just like hacking up mm. all of their stomach contents on screen mm. for our entertainment. And it's just a, it's a physiological reaction too. It's not a performative thing like exactly. faking crying. It's you just have to do it. And we're not in any way denigrating people who encounter that mindset or people who currently suffer from um, the various conditions that would cause hoarding. Uh, but we do want you to know there is a better way. You can you can get help. And if you have someone who in your family who is a hoarder, you can help them. If they won't listen to you, you can help them find a, a professional or a therapist who will. And I'm not talking about that Marie Kondo craze, the uh, does this bring me joy kind of thing. Gotcha. You're you're talking more like the Long Island medium. I am not <laughs> talking about – oh, man. Wait, uh, wait, that's not what you're talking about? That's not what I'm – I guess that's always kind of what I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so maybe hoarding is an episode for a different day. Let us know your strangest hoarding stories. In the meantime, let's go back to these tunnels. Let's go back to what happens on September 10th, 2017. And we'll get to that right after a quick word from our sponsor. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, 
Podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424 Two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. On September 10th, 2017, the local fire department receives increasingly concerned calls from neighbors of the Beckwith home uh, because, you see, a fire has appeared to creep out of the tunnels that no one knew existed and it has begun to burn the structure that sat above the underground lair. And yeah, there was smoke coming out of all the windows on all three floors of the home uh, because, you know, you've got the basement, first level and the second level. And when the firefighters and police get there, they find Beckwith. He, Daniel's out, uh, outside. He's shirtless. He's covered in dirt, what looks to be fresh dirt. And he's stumbling out of the house or and around the house and he's out of it which makes sense. He's suffering from smoke inhalation, but he is alive. And he's mumbling things like, I think he's in there. I think he's in there. Yeah. The house also survived, like Beckwith. Uh, The firefighters were able to control the flames before they made the structure unrecoverable. Underneath the home, firefighters discovered the naked, charred body of a deceased male. This was Kafra. And he had likely died from smoke inhalation or at the very least it had caused him to lose consciousness in the tunnels where he burned alive. So either death is terrible, either death from inhalation slash asphyxiation or the tremendously gruesome and horrifying death of uh, burning alive. And even when you're unconscious, your body is going to respond and you can feel that. Yeah, it's a terribly – tragic outcome for both him and his family and friends. He's only 21 years old. And Kafra had texted Beckwit to let him know he smelled smoke a few hours beforehand. And his decision to text was very smart. But Beckwit's response is probably what spelled Kafra's death sentence. So Beckwit's first fear was that the smoke was coming from an electrical fire. 
to fix that, Beckwith decided to turn off the power to the lighting inside the tunnels. Yeah, and this is a huge thing to remember here because Coffer's down there alone right. in the tunnels that you have to get down, what is it, 20, 25 feet? Uh-huh. And he's down there working, smelling this stuff and communicating just via text with the man who's upstairs doing whatever he's doing. Um, th- this is a huge point here. Coffer's down there alone. Then, and he de- and Daniel decides to do what Ben just said, turn off the lights. Right, right. And uh, this stuff was also, it goes without saying, not up to code. That Xbox, the, the screen that you mentioned, Matt, these were all run through extension cords. Just go- a giant daisy chain. Right, going down into the cave. So Kafra had to crawl through these tunnels hoping to escape in utter darkness. And he had to crawl through these immense piles of garbage and discarded crap laying around the house, uh, laying around the tunnels. And the thing about those, um, what do you call them, Matt, daisy chains? Yeah. Yeah, is that each each link in the chain increases the risk of something going wrong and creating a fire. And Beckwith accidentally, purposely, had designed a death trap it's quite possible that Kafra could have escaped had that had all that junk not been blocking the way. So what happens next? Kafra's parents take legal action. His father asked the court to ensure that a judge ordered David Beckwith, that's the father, and his son Daniel Beckwith to fill in those tunnels, demolish that home. He went to a neighborhood meeting. He said, it was my son who died in that fire. I am emotional because of some of the things you all are presenting have been sanitized. I came here because I wanted to let people know how dangerous what was going on is. This thing is far more extensive and complicated than people here believe it to be. Wow. And then in December, Montgomery County, the uh, – they took the side of Kafra's family and they filed, a, they filed a lawsuit of their own and they demanded that the home itself be demolished. And again, there are all these neighbors and everyone complaining about the home as well. So it's becoming more of a swell than just a, you know, one family saying we need to get rid of this. For this reason, it's everybody saying this is, a, this is not only an eyesore and a tragedy and a reminder of what happened, but we, we just need to get rid of this thing. It's dangerous. Um, The Beckwith family, however, the people who actually own the home, they appealed the lawsuit. Um, They disregarded the county's order and they countered with an offer of their own. And they said, well, hey, why don't we fix the burned home? We'll remediate the tunnel complex. You guys won't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, And it'll just look like a regular house. The county reportedly responded by informing the Beckwiths that this plan to, you know, just fix up the house and everything and fill in the hole – quote, significantly misses the severity of the situation. And I personally would have to agree. So let's, uh, let's get into uh, actually being on trial. Daniel Beckwith's on trial and he's being charged with uh, second degree murder, but with a little caveat that I was unaware of before we started researching this, Ben. Right. A judge in Montgomery County presided over the Beckwith trial in late April of 2019 and found him guilty of committing depraved heart second-degree murder in the death of Kafra. And this crime could put Beckwith in prison for three decades. In reaching the verdict, jurors determined Beckwith had acted with extreme disregard for human life. So what is depraved heart murder? 
it's uh, it's strange. It exists in Maryland, but not a lot of other states. So the most serious of homicide charges, if we all remember our law and order, is first-degree murder. Premeditated act, I wanted them dead, I did it on purpose, the only flaw is that you caught me. Manslaughter is the least serious, and that's charged when there's no malice present. I'm an idiot, I don't know how to drive, someone died. I didn't plan it, I'm not glad that they're dead, uh, but I'm, I'm a terrible driver. That, that could be manslaughter. For depraved heart second-degree murder, the prosecution rules somewhere in between. The defendant committed a deliberate act that was so dangerous, it showed the defendant had total indifference to someone's life. There are three elements that uh, have to be present for something to be depraved heart murder. All three have to be proven to provide a guilty verdict. These are one. The death was caused by the defendant somehow, in some way. There was a very high risk that was caused by the defendant's actions to the life of the person who ended up dying. That's two. And then the defendant was aware that his or her actions uh, would be dangerous in some way like that. And yet they acted anyway without regard for the consequences to that person. Three, boom, boom, boom. The Beckwith homicide ticks all the boxes there. So so Daniel Beckwith, regardless of uh, his mental state, his malevolence or lack thereof, his intention to kill or lack thereof, uh, has been found guilty of having a depraved heart. Yeah. I mean, second-degree murder. The jury came back. They said, you're, you're guilty. And it seems fairly certain in conclusion here that Beckwith, whatever his mental state may have been, did not intend Kaffer to die because he had hired, again, three other acquaintances to work on the tunnels in the past. Yeah, there. Uh, I mean, if you look through just the reporting on this thing and some of the court documents, you can find that there is uh, a guy named Douglas Hart who testified that he – I think he excavated for around six months before deciding to not do the job anymore. And uh, within that testimony, he quoted – he was quoted as saying he left because he was concerned for his 10-year-old dog and he had grown tired of the work. And if it's anything – if his situation was anything like um, – Coffer's situation, he was probably living in those tunnels with his dog uh, down there sleeping and going to the bathroom in a bucket the way Coffer was. And it just seems like a seems like a bad situation, even if you are getting paid pretty well. No kidding. But the problem here is that it's while it is a bad situation, while this is a tragedy, it is not unique. There are no reliable estimates on just how many people are building secret bunkers across this country, but we know it is virtually certain that this cannot be the only one. We've done uh, we've done numerous shows on secret bunkers that were treated first as conspiracy theories and then later discovered. This is just a – the only difference here is that this bunker was discovered before it was completed. Uh, you can check out our interview with Garrett Graff uh, wherein he outlines the discovery of a congressional bunker that was uh, hidden beneath a hotel for decades and decades. They're out there. Uh, and there, you know, even if you don't live in the U.S., there there are probably some in your neck of the woods. Uh, so we want to know what you think of this case. What do you think of bunkers in general? Are there any suspected secret bunkers around you? And and what do you think is going to happen in the retrial? Because mm-hmm. they're already requesting a, a retrial or at least another day in court, an appeal. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, financial might makes right in the U.S. judicial system, and Beckwood is well equipped to fight any any finding. You know, the the rules are just different in the U.S. judicial system if you have access to millions of dollars. All right. Well, hey, tell us what you think. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter, on Facebook, all of those different places. We are Conspiracy Stuff at most, Conspiracy Stuff Show at others. You are Ben Bolin HSW? Yes, on Twitter. I'm also just plain old Ben Bolin at Instagram. You can see me get kicked out of and into various countries, regions, and states. Oh, the traveling man. You're just Mm. rambling around, aren't you? You rambler. Oh, that's awesome. I don't do that. I stay at home with my kids. So you can follow me and my uh, Instagram is not available. Okay. So <laughs> if you don't want to um, find us on social media and you don't like that stuff, you can give us a call. We are one eight three three stdwytk Leave a message. And uh, be sure to remember that that message uh, should be three minutes long or less. If you really want, you can leave a multi-part message, mm-hmm. uh, but also let us know if you do or do not wish to be identified. Yes, any specifics like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, make us laugh if you can because mm-hmm. that is our favorite thing after researching something like this episode. Uh, just give us a little lightheartedness. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, shout out to our super mods who live in the digital bunker of Facebook. Go say hi to them and the best part of this show, your fellow listeners on our Facebook page. Here's where it gets crazy. But wait, you might be saying, whatever happened to your email? Don't you have one of those? I hate talking on the phone. I totally get it. Uh, And we have your back. You can reach us directly. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.